Chronicles 36. Second Chronicles 36. That's a little harder to find. So I'm going to start in Luke. <laughs> Amen. It's easy to find. It's easy to find. Ain't it good to be in the house of the Lord? Amen. Good to have you visitors with us. Appreciate you uh, coming. I preached out of Luke 11 uh, Wednesday night. And I mentioned the woes. That the message was to hear the word and to keep it. I preached on the woes. And a woe is grief, afflictions, calamity, and sorrow, and many other things. And I remember saying Wednesday night, well, we might preach that again Sunday morning. But we ain't going to preach all that again. <laughs> I think I quit at the, I don't know, 49, 50th verse somewhere in Luke. I'm going to Luke first. Luke 11, about the 49th verse. Larry talked about it ain't a shame to be on a walker or a cane, or, and it's not. But I'm going to tell you what a pride buster it is. Amen. When you're trying to carry God's word and have to fumble along on a walker or a cane or crippled, but praise God, we could still go. Amen. You know, I, I think it was three days after my hip operation, I preached on Sunday morning. I took a picture back. Somebody said, I think it's Stacy, sent me a picture, and I took it back to the doctor, and I said, Doc, you and God's done a good job. You look right here. Showed him that picture where we, where we was preaching. He wouldn't call me, and he just grinned. He just grinned, you know. Sometimes we get so many degrees, we just grin and won't comment. Hey, we get in a place we're afraid we'll get knocked down or come against or in a debate, so we just we just hush. We just grin and go on. I ain't got none of them degrees yet, praise the Lord. Amen. The forty ninth verse. We could read on here, but this is Jesus, Jesus teaching, and I believe Larry quoted some of it this morning about how uh, the, they tried the Pharisees and the scribes tried to get Jesus to go out, tried to get him to talk and to comment on all these things and so they could find fault and bring him down. And we're still in that shape today. We still want to bring down and tear down, amen, the people of God. But he said in the 40, uh, 49th verse, Therefore also 
said the wisdom of God. I will send them prophets and apostles, and some of them they shall slay and persecute. This is Jesus writing. The 50th verse said that the blood of all the prophets which were shed from the foundation of the world may be required of this generation. 54th, 55th, 51st verse, amen, from the blood of Abel. And it says in Matthew, righteous Abel. And we know how Cain uh, killed his brother and killed Abel. And it's been a story. And we had a murder uh, several years ago uh, right here in Logap. And where a brother killed his brother, amen. And they came out on the radio, the Cain and the Abel uh, slaughter, the Cain and the Abel murder. But it wasn't the same way. Honey, Cain uh, slew Abel for a jealousy. And my friend, this was just a brother brotherly fight, amen, that killed these in Logip, and it's still the same fight that's going on today, and he said, from the blood of Abel unto the blood of Zechariah, and Zechariah is the word I looked at, amen, as I, as I was closing out Wednesday night, and it hit me, I thought, I need to go study about the blood of Zechariah, and he said, which is perished between the altar and the temple. He said, Verily I say unto you, it shall be, be required of this generation. And he said, Woe unto you lawyers, for you have taken away the key of knowledge. Neighbor, I'd like to tell you something today. We've taken away the simplicity key of God's holy word. That's a little child can understand that we must be born again and that Jesus is King of kings and there ain't none other. And Jesus went away and a child can understand that he left the Holy Ghost, amen, to lead God and direct us my friend that's how we get by today is knowing that the Holy Ghost is speaking the word of God inside of us and keeping our flesh straight ye enter not in yourselves he said the lawyers wouldn't go in themselves and and them that were Entering in, ye hindered. So I thought it's so easy to be a help to a church or to be a hindrance uh, to a church. And, you know, we don't always do. And, and I'm sure somewhere along the line I've been a hindrance uh, to the church. But, neighbor, today it's time that we start separating the Word of God, separating the Spirit of God, rightly dividing the Word of God is how the Bible says is it that we'll know when we need to speak and when we need to keep our mouth shut. And the Bible said, all of you found 2 Corinthians in the, of the 36th chapter. 2 Corinthians in the 36th chapter. And I guess we won't read all of this, but let's just go to about uh, the, the 15th verse of the 36th chapter. And this is what God has laid on our heart. And the Lord God of their fathers sent to them by his messengers, rising up betimes, that's early in the morning, the Lord God raising up early in the morning and sending because he had compassion 
on his people and on his dwelling place. God sent messengers out to preach a word. And I'd like to tell you something today. He's still doing that. Uh, you may think you know of the word of God but and you may think that it just come down and come to you but I'm going to tell you something. It come by some old saint of God or a preacher or a deacon or a teacher somewhere along the line. But sometimes it says it just come to him. But as a little child Amen. As a little boy, and he didn't go maybe for the right reasons. Amen. As he went with Cohen Berthy to home prayer meetings and stuff. And our little children are sucking in some of the Word of God. And I'd like to tell you the meanest, the worst day of my life. Amen. I could remember some of the things that I'd heard somebody say. I could remember the saints of God that was good to me. And I could remember the counterfeits they still cussed, still drank their liquor, and still pitch fits. Glory to God, I can remember all of that from the time I was just a little a boy. So it behooves us to have our children in the house of God. They'll pick up a word or two, encouragement out of the word of God that God will use back for them somewhere in life. Honey, it may be several years down the road, but I'm glad for the convicting power of God. You know, I never studied on uh, Zechariah till this week. I got to trying to study on uh, Zechariah and got a total a different meaning of it. I'd read it in, in Luke, and let me read one verse in uh, Matthew here, if I can find it, and then we'll, we'll just go right on in the Word of God. But Matthew 23 and 34, he said, Wherefore, behold, I send unto you prophets and wise men and scribes, and some of them you shall kill and crucify, and some of them shall you scourge in your synagogues and persecute them from city to city. And we know we talk about Paul and John and Peter and all these that were thrown in jail. Even Jesus was thrown in jail. But my friend, as we go back into the old Bible, bless God, it was still happening back there. This ain't the first thing that happened. And there's a group telling us that we won't be in any tribulation, that we won't be killed. But the Bible said, till a few more be killed for my name's sake. That's in the book of Revelation. Honey, and there's a few more going to be killed for the Lord's sake. Are you ready to die for the Lord's sake? Are you ready to stand up and die for the Word's sake? Oh, honey, I'm going to tell you, most of us don't even have enough salvation down in our soul to come to church when our young one's got a bad cold. Amen. So I'm about sure we ain't got enough to stand. Amen. If we stand before the firing squad and tell them we're for Jesus. We stand for Jesus. I'm going to tell you Islam will die for what they believe. Amen. Hamas will die for what they believe. The foreign gods that ain't no real God they'll die. Those under Baal would die for what they believe. But us that are standing for God 
We have let our faith dwindle away till we're not soldiers no more. I'm going to tell you, we don't have enough grace. Listen to what I'm saying. What if Jesus had got mad at us the first time we cussed his God? How about it? What, the first time we pitched a fit, what if Jesus said, I'll not talk to them no more. I'll not speak to them no more. I'm going to tell you, we've let the salvation of God dwindle away from us. Honey, can somebody bring you down to a point that you can't speak till you can't love them, that you can't care about your soul? If they can, you don't have enough of Jesus. I know an old boy, and he said, he said, I just have a problem. I fly off the handle. He run a business and he, he pitch fits. Sometimes cuss a little bit. And he said, he said, I just can't seem to control it. We talked to him and it stuck in my mind. A fellow told him, said, when you get more of Jesus in you than you've got world, you'll quit that. Amen. And it stuck in that man's heart. He could have got mad. He could have not spoke anymore. But he said, I got to thinking about that and I begin to read God's word get a little more Jesus in my heart than I had of the world what's wrong with our churches today oh we got too much of the world of the cares of the world our schools our games our play parties our vacations and our homes and this and our cars and our businesses our work amen has come between us and God I'm going to tell you something you're in the old Bible honey they didn't have a lot of uh, prudence to follow after. They still followed after false gods, but they didn't have all the prudence that we've got. I thought, I don't care where you go, amen, you'll see somebody sitting, playing on a phone, trying to look up something, trying to find something. I'm going to tell you that phone will tell you a lie. The Word of God is the truth and every man a liar. The Word of God is truth and every a man a liar glory to God the truth of God will set you free there'll be some peace and some understanding and when there's a question whether you're right or wrong you can go to God in prayer and begin to pray and God will give you comfort or he'll give you chastisement he'll let you know where you're at out of day honey I, everybody's right and nobody's wrong everybody's right and nobody is wrong we're all Christians we're all children of God but we're in sin up to our neck let me tell you something God joined man and woman together and the two became one flesh honey I'm going to tell you something when you start jerking off my arm it cuts to the bone because I'm one flesh can I tell you something today when you start jerking on my Janet that's my flesh honey and it hurts plumb into the bone. So why can't we realize today we've made excuses why we've separated, why we've remarried, why we've changed churches. I'm going to tell you why some left Mount Vernon. They didn't want the Word of God. They weren't going to straighten up to the Word of God. And they threw Brother Bill under the bus. But it's good and shady under the bus. It ain't too bad under there. Amen. Glory to God. We need to stand up on the word of God. We've let too many things 
passed by and said it's all right because we wanted church members. A church member to have the will of God. Ain't no better. They're worse than a sinner. A sinner won't bother you. But a church member that's out of the will of God will beat you to death. They'll claw your eyes out. They'll cuss you. They'll talk about you. They'll tear you down. Oh, glory to God. Let me read the Word of God. I just read it to you in the Word of God in, in Luke and in Matthew. And now we're going over into Chronicles. Amen. And he said, I'm going to read the 15th verse again. And the Lord God of their fathers sent to them by his messengers. Whose messengers? God's messengers. And to them by messengers, raising up betimes early in the morning and sending because he had compassion on his people and on his dwelling place. 16th verse, and it still happened today. And they mocked the messengers of God. And they despised his words. And they misused his prophets. I thought, I thought a while back, a lady asked me to marry him. I, went, I said I wouldn't do it. And Lamont married him. Lamont married him. A week and a half she got somebody else to remarry him. Never who that was didn't do a good job either. The next thing I read about her, she's back in Wilkesburg and had another man. Used the prophets of God. I took off on a Saturday, cleaned up, and come to a wedding that lasted a week. My time's more invaluable than that. So I may not never marry nobody else. I think Janet's going to be enough. <laughs> but think about it, church, what we're saying here. But they mocked the message of God. They despised his words. They misused his prophets until the wrath of the Lord rose against his people till there was no remedy. I didn't realize it till I was studying in the Word, but sometime or other, I preached there was no remedy. I want us to listen, and I want you to listen careful with what's happening. And I'm not a, I'm not a scholar in nothing, have no education, but what's happening in Israel today, more Israelis may die. Amos ain't right either. Gaza, the Palestinians. But neighbor, if they won't serve God, he'll turn against them. And I'll read it to you in a minute. Bless I know this is Israel. And I want us to get the bottom line. The bottom line, God will step out. Jesus Christ will step out from the throne of God and fight the battle. And the blood will come to the horse's bridle. Where is that? In the valley of Magadu, Armageddon, and the blood running a hundred and some miles down the valley. And there'll be a great feast, 
Oh, don't talk about this, Bill. There'll be a great feast. And the angel steps out and said, Come on, eagles, all you birds and all you buzzards to the great feast of kings. And them that were so high and mighty and the blood running down to the horse's bridle. And then them turn around and tell you and I that we'll never suffer. Honey, I could be headed tomorrow. If I'll stand on the word strong enough, might be some of y'all do it. I could be headed, be headed tomorrow if I stand on the word. But Jesus told me to be willing to die for him. What I want to preach on till there was no remedy. What I see in America today, there I see no remedy except Jesus Christ. We say, oh, it's going to get better. I'm going to tell you, it ain't Biden. The people in America that call themselves Christians voted in Biden. Trump wasn't the best, but he was better than what we got. Y'all can take it any way you want to. He did speak well of Israel, and he tried to quote the Bible once in a while. He messed it up a whole lot because he'd studied too many other things. But don't get into politics, Bill. What I'm trying to say, we can't blame Biden or the Democrats. I blame those that call themselves Christians that don't know what's happening in our country. If you look, I've been in the lower part of Florida, sit three hours waiting on a plane flight, and you hardly ever, and I'm not knocking. I'm not, don't, don't get me wrong there. I'm not knocking. But you hardly ever seen a white man. You go down to the borders of Texas, and I spent a day or two broke down in Texas on a truck trip, and you hardly ever see. You go to New York, Bill, you're meddling. I'm going to tell you, it's not the English American people. There's enough in America right now to take us over. Amen. Amen. You just, we don't see it right here in Low Gap. But neighbor, they're coming in from every direction. From every direction. And there's Mexican restaurant, there's Chinese restaurant, there's Japanese restaurant, there's this restaurant, and Kung Fu, and all of this. And we're just spending money like crazy. I remember, and I can call his name, he drove an LTD Ford. He fought against the Japanese. He, I'll never forget it. He looked me in Jackie Depp and I. He said, I'll never drive one of them Toyotas. He said, I fought, and he had a bad word. He said, I fought against them, and I sure ain't going to keep them up. I fought on that a whole lot. I fought on that a whole lot. Mm. Think about it, honey. What's going on there? We're down till there ain't no remedy. And he said, therefore he brought upon them the king of the Chaldeans who slew their young men. Who brought them up? God brought them up. Who slew the king of the Chaldeans. Brought upon them the king of the Chaldeans who slew their young men with the sword in the house of their sanctuary. In the house of God. The Chaldeans come into the house of God. 
and had no compassion upon the young men or the maidens or the old men or him that stooped for age. He gave them all unto his hand. God done this. God gave all of Israel because there was no remedy, because they wouldn't listen to the word of God. Amen. And they were brought down under bondage. And he said the men that were stooped, the ones that were in trouble, the ones, amen, that just the children that wasn't able to find. The Bible said even the maidens and the young men. And the 18th verse said, and all the vessels of the house of God, great and small, and the treasures of the house of the Lord, and the treasures of the king and of the prince and all these he brought to Babylon. Neighbor, can I tell you something? When God takes his hand off of us, when there's no, they'll tell you today, under grace, God won't take his hand off of you. He's chastised us and chastised us and chastised us. He's fixing to holler out. There's no remedy for them people. Go, go cut them off and send a foreign country to cut us off. Israel was his chosen people. Jews were his blood. Amen. And he still cut them off. And they burnt the house of God. 19th verse. Neighbor God took his hand off and the house of God was burnt. And he broke down the wall of Jerusalem and burnt all the palaces thereof with fire and destroyed all the goodly vessels thereof. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and them that had escaped from the sword carried away to Babylon, where they were servants to him and his sons until the reign of King of the kingdom of Persia. Amen. Cyrus was kingdom of Persia that sent in and said we're going to free uh, these people out of Babylon. I want us to keep that message in our mind that there is no remedy. If we will, and I'll give you just a minute uh, to turn back to the 20, 24th chapter of Chronicles. 24th chapter of Second Chronicles. Turn back. Amen to this. Pray for them. They had to run a call I was glad to have them here this morning. Amen. I hate they couldn't hear the end of the message. 24th chapter. We'll start here about the 15th verse. There was a king named Joash, J-J-O-A-S-H. We can jump over to about the seventh verse. And it said, For the sons of Athaliah, I may not pronounce that right, Athaliah, the wicked woman, seventh verse of the 24th chapter, Second Chronicles, the son of Athaliah, the wicked woman had broken up the house of God. Listen to this, church. Broke up the house of God and also all the dedicated things of the house of the Lord did they bestow 
upon Balaam. They give everything in the house of the Lord over to Balaam. And it said in Kings, and you can I go over there in the 11th chapter, I won't go there, but that she destroyed the royal seed. This woman was mean, and she sent her sons out. She tore down the house of God, tore down everything that was good. But this Joash, they was escaped. They, there was a, a woman got Joash and took him and hid him and kept him to spare the royal blood. And he became king of Israel, king of, of Judea. Amen. And we read in the 15th verse, and he said in there, but Jehodadai waxed old and was full of days when he died. A hundred and thirty years old was he when he died. And when they buried him in the city of David among the king, because he had died, done good in Israel, both toward God and toward his house, towards God's house. And this Je- Jehodadai, amen, he said he was a good man, and he was just a prince. He was the prince over Joash. We'll go to 17. But when Jehodadai would stand up and tell him, we need to change this, or we need to fix this, and he was the prince, and he went out, and he gathered money that they might build the house of God back. He was a good man, amen, and he took the king taking a direction under Jehodadai. He done good, but he said Jehodadai died of old age. And let's go to 17th first. And this is what happens all through our church ages. If you read the whole Bible and some of this, I never read about that wicked woman till this week, and I got studying on, on, uh, on Zedekiah. Amen. So let's read what he said. Now, after the death of Jehodadai came the prince of Judea and made upset obedience. What that word means is they bowed down to him. They lifted him up. They knew that his leader, the one that had kept him straight all of these years, had died a good man of God that kept the house of God and kept the word of God. Neighbor, they knew that he was dead. So they were playing, they were conspiring to get things the way that they wanted them. And he said, and they came, the princes of Judea, and made obedience unto the king. Then the king hearkened unto them. He began to listen, neighbor, he began to listen to them instead of his new prince that had died, and he began to listen to all these princes that came in. You know what's happened to our churches today? They fell so far away from the whole time worship. Amen. It used to be a great privilege to go to the house of God. But the house of God is secondary to 90% of the people. Amen. Ball games, things of this world, concerts, boating, fishing, camping, whatever. Amen. It's second. It comes comes in in the house of God if we feel like it or if we have problems. But every one of us are going to come in. Amen. And beg to God. Amen. To cleanse 
our soul. Every one of us are going to bow down somewhere and know that God is God. I don't care how good you've been, how many people you know, how many kings you went and bowed down to him to get you away. Neighbor, can I tell you something? God's ways is not our ways. And our ways are not God's ways. And we're going to bow down. We're going to recognize him as the only one, the God and the only one. Amen. We're going to recognize him as King of kings and Lord of lords. And he said in the 17th verse, and he said, the king hearkened to them. And he said, they left the house of the Lord God of their fathers. Man, that breaks my heart right there. They left the house of God of their fathers. They walked away from the house of the living God. They had followed King Joash for many years, but King Joash was being led by a prince of God. Jehoshaphat had led him in the right direction. It helped him to stay in the will of God. So the people had prospered. The very minute that the man of God died, the king listened to those. I can see it, Henry, just like politics today. I can see them writing him a check for $20. We'll bring you a bushel of corn. We'll serve you if you'll just do these things for us. They promise us as they run for office. They promise anything that we want to hear. But God ain't promised us nothing but what he will give us. He said, I'll never leave you, and I'll never forsake you. But he said, when you forsake me, I will forsake you. I'll read that somewhere right here shortly in the Word of God. And America as a whole, we say we're great Christians. We don't shout like we used to shout. We don't praise God like we used to praise God. And we get mad when the Word of God hits us, when the Word of God bangs on our heart, when God wants us to do something else. Lamont, you know it and I know it. When we get out of our path, amen, and God speaks to us, it's hard to get back. It's hard to walk. It's hard to get back and walk for God. It's a straight line. It's a narrow path, but it's a true path. And at the end of the road, there's everlasting life. Well, glory be unto God. He's worth following, honey. I've got 55, some be 56 years invested in serving God. And they left the house of the Lord God. Can I tell you something? There's always a wicked woman or a wicked ruler or some politician wanting to tear down the house of God. Stand strong, right back and say, I'm a child of God. I'm not running. I'm not backing down. I'm not giving up. I'm going to stick with the word of God. Instead of that, he said, and they left of the house of the Lord God, of their fathers, and they served groves. What's groves? Groves is nothing that I can find other than a group of shady trees, amen, that they could go in and get out of the sun and worship nothing, amen, and worship nothing. Serve groves and idols and wrath came upon Judea. What came upon him? 
because they left the house of God. Amen. Wrath came upon Judea and Jerusalem for their trespasses. That's the word of God. Neighbor, can I tell you something? Grace, Jesus Christ, amen. The amazing grace of God didn't change this one ounce. Honey, when we're in our trespasses, I'm going to tell you, and we've left the house of God, you don't have the hand of God on you. Amen. I need an amen out there somewhere. Honey, when we leave the house of God, we've walked out from under the hand of God. Neighbor, it's dangerous fault. Dangerous thought. Wrath came upon Judea and Jerusalem for their, this, their trespasses. Yet he sent prophets. The Lord loved them so good. He sent prophets to them to bring them again unto the Lord. And they testified against them, but they would not give ear. They testified against the old prophets, would not give ear. And the Spirit of God Look at this. I don't think I'd ever studied this. And the Spirit of God came upon Zechariah, the son of Jehodadai, the priest, which stood above the people and said unto them, Thus saith God, Why transgress, transgress ye the commandment of the Lord? that you cannot prosper because you have forsaken the Lord your God. He hath also forsaken you. I'm going to tell you something. I just quoted. God said he'd never leave you or forsake you. Neighbor, I'm going to tell you, honey, when you forsake him, you open the door for him to forsake you. I just read it in the Word of God. They'll go back and say, this is under the law. Honey, we're serving the same God that they were serving there. We've just got a Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit and the Word of God that makes it easier. Honey, there in those days, so many of them just had a scroll. They read the scroll, amen, and the people didn't have no Bible. They just took what they heard and had to go by it. Even in my young days, the preachers sometimes were the only one with the Bible or the Word of God and we just had to take what they said. But I'm glad today every one of you have got a Bible. Every one of you have got a phone with a scripture in it. Every one of you have got a TV to hear the Word of God. Some of them are false prophets. Amen. Amen. They'll give you some good and lead you down a path. Can I tell you, Zechariah, God, the Spirit of God, moved upon Zechariah. And he spoke to him, said, go tell the people. Go one more time and tell the people. And they wouldn't listen to him. And the Lord said, because you have forsaken me, honey, I know I'm nothing. I'm not in the bounds of the greatest of preachers. I'm a country boy saved by the grace of God. But the Spirit of God moved upon me several years ago to be a child of God. The Spirit of God moved upon me 
me several years ago to be a deacon. Several years ago, the Spirit of God moved upon me to pastor a church. Honey, so I am in God's will. You can come against me, talk about me, and don't like what I'm doing, then don't bother me. Just go for it. Just go for it. I know I'm in God's will. Honey, but you've left the house of God. You forsake the Lord, and the Lord has forsaken you. And they conspired against him. I thought about my suit don't change me. I ain't going to pull off my britches, just my coat. Amen. But my suit don't change me. It don't make me one bit better or one bit less. It just kept me warm coming to church today. We dress up in our Sunday clothes. I'm talking about America church. We dress up in our Sunday clothes. And we've done walked out of the house of God. And he said they conspired against him and stoned him with stones. These were Jews. They were Israelites. They were people that sat under the leadership of God. They were people that prospered under the leadership of God. They were people that knew and heard of the word of God. And they turned immediately when the man of God died. He was only a prince. He wasn't, he wasn't a king. He was only a prince. But he was a man of God sent, amen, to keep the king in line. And when he died, amen, the king started falling apart because he was offered he was offered a great uh, bow down he was offered more worship amen than a man of God I was giving him and they turned and they conspired against him and stoned him with stones and the commandment of the king in the court of the house at the commandment of the king in the court of the house of the Lord. This man that had followed the man of God, amen, had followed Jehovah, the man of God, as he had followed him, this same one gave gave commandment to the king in the court of the house of the Lord. Thus Joash the king remembered not. 22, I could preach another message on how soon we forget. King, King forgot what the prince had done. The King Josiah had forgot what Jehoiada had done and how that he helped him. And he said, Then Joash the king remembered not the kindness which Jehoiada his father had done to him. See, that, that tells me that that, that Jehoiadah had took him as his own son to help him and to feed him and to take care of him. But when, when he died, he said, The Lord look upon it and require it. He changed his belief completely. Can I tell you, we can follow the Lord today and change our belief tomorrow. How many has done it? They stood and testified, God took my alcohol. God took my running around. I'm with women. In a few years, there they sat back on the bar stool 
drunken as a dog, somebody to drive them home running around with another woman. This is what I'm telling you today is happening in our country. Amen. And we have forgot what God done for us. We forgot something I laid in bed a long time last night, remembering the people that has helped me in this walk of life. Some of my first mentors, some that took me and called me son and took me under their wing. No blood kin at all, Kenneth, but they loved me. They cared about me and they helped me when I was in trouble. They helped pick me up when I was falling, when I was heading back. Amen. They loved me. I don't need to forget them now. I don't need to turn my back. They're dead. Most of them are dead. I don't need to do away with my remembered, but I need to know what helped me helped Andy. What helped Andy helped Kenneth. Glory to God. The Word of God will help you. Some of the old doctrine that was called by the Spirit of God meant something to us. Let me read on. And I'm going to show you this is the same thing that's happening to Israel. I'll be off on this a little bit, but I remember when I was there and they described to me and our guide had been over here and been in Tennessee, North Carolina, getting his education. But Israel is only about the size of North Carolina. And you look at North Carolina in the 50 states that we live in and see how small it is. And you look at Israel, how small it is compared to all the countries all around that are against them, that are trying to bring them down. And he said, it came to pass at the end of the year that the host of Syria came up against him and they came unto Judea and Jerusalem and destroyed all the princes of the people from among the people and sent all the spoil of them into the land of Damascus. Can I tell you right down here where I just said that they went to Jehoaz, the princes, and it come right on up here. They were getting their way when they made obedience and bowed down to him. But glory to God, he said they killed every one of them. The king of Syria, when God comes up against us. Today, it's occupied Syria. The Israel won back in the 69 war. Neighbor, but there's no peace there. The Philistines want it. Palestine wants it. They all, they all want it. He said, for the army of the Syrians, 24th verse. Hope this ain't boring to you. But what I'm telling you, when God turns a little bitty nation against you, he can bring you down. And when he does that, it's when you back up on God. Can I tell you, Gaza is just a little strip. It's just a, a little place. There's millions of people there. But it's just a, a little place. But they're coming in from the outside and stirring up Gaza. For the army of the Syrians came with a small company of men, and the Lord delivered a great host 
unto their hand because they had forsaken the Lord. Is that not plain English? Why can't we get that through our mind? To start with something we need to get through our mind is how we've forsaken God. How we've held back our time from God. How the church don't mean anything anymore. How we'd rather be someplace else. Someplace else. I was proud of my wife this morning. She got up and she said, if it wasn't church today, I wouldn't even get out of bed. I feel so bad I can't hardly go. I'm glad church day brought us home. I'm glad for every one of you that overcame your flesh and made it to the house of God. Our flesh is nasty, rotten, nasty, tearing us down. He said a small company of seeds came in and took down a great number, a great number of Judea and Jerusalem. And a great number took down all the mighty princes that had just stood over there and changed the heart of Joash. I'd like to tell you from the beginning of time, Eve, a very small thing, and I'll say apple, that's what we understand. One apple, a forbidden apple, but yet a very small thing brought sin on us. Sin on mankind. A very small thing can take you down to nothing. Leave off church a little bit. Leave off reading your word. Leave off praying. Think about it. Think about it. Our pews should be full. They ain't full in no church I know of. Some sitting 18, 20 people. Are we going to forsake God? I'd like to tell you something, church. And about everybody knows it. But I'll be 82 this month, and I ain't always going to be here. And I'm going to tell you, I don't know who, but somebody's going to raise up. They're going to try to break down the commandments we've had in the house of God. What we've, the standard we've tried to build in the house of God. And they're going to be, as it said in the third chapter of Genesis, they're going to be led by Satan and they're going to be shrewd. They're going to know what your thoughts are they're going to know how to undermine you. I might be here another year. I don't know. But I'm telling you, when it changes, God proved that to me in this word, starting Wednesday night from Zechariah, died between the altar. In church, died in the church. And he said, the army of the Syrians... Somebody's minds are twirling. 
Judas said, is it I? He said, I said, it's going to be somebody. For the army of the Assyrians came with a small company of men. And the Lord delivered a very great host unto their hand because they had forgotten the Lord. They had forgotten, forsaken the Lord, God of their fathers. So they executed judgment against Joash. What was left turned on Joash because he was lifted up and they bowed down to him and he got a sight of men, amen, and he turned away from God. And the same crowd, and I'm not going to read it, I'm going to quit right here, but the same crowd right down there, his own turned against him and had him killed. I'm going to tell you, bow down to this bunch. They'll kill you somewhere else. Michael Combs sung, I'm not for sale. Neighbor, I'm going to tell you, we sell out too cheap. We give in too cheap. And when they were departed from him, for they left him in great diseases, his own servants, his own servants, over here, 21, and they conspired against. They conspired against Zechariah. Now they're conspiring against the one that had Zechariah killed. So if you think you got a friend in the world, you're wrong. The only way you got a friend is in Jesus. In Jesus. Conspired against him for the blood of the sons of Jehodadah the priest, and slew him on his bed, and he died, and they buried him in the city of David, but they buried him not in the sepulchres of the kings. He didn't get to be buried with the kings because he turned down his kingship. Amen. Because he turned away from God. What I'm telling us, neighbor, and I believe where God said there's no remedy there's no remedy. Neighbor is when we walk away from God. When we get out from under of the hand of God. And what a sad, what a sad time it is. Out from under the hand of God. You wonder now why these little things like a, a water heater going out keeps us out of church. One baby sick and the whole family stays out. Daddy, you need to pick up and let mama take care of the babies. You do the work God's laid on you to do. It's time that we stand up and be men. If the wife's wrong, she's wrong. If the kid's wrong, they're wrong. We need to stick with that today. And I'm going to tell you, if you believe that you're saved and ain't never going to get out of God's will, you're wrong. But we got to pray desperately to come back to the will of God. Come back to the will of God. It's plain we think we've got to hit. 
but it's plain when we start getting out of the will of God. We become hypocrites. I read it Wednesday night. The Bible said there'll be a woe on the hypocrites. There'll be a woe on the Pharisees. There'll be pain and agony and trouble. When we turn against the man of God, neighbor, it might be, it might be six years down the road, but your children might suffer. Our nation could be wiped out immediately because so many have backed up on God. So many that's preached the word has backed up on the word. Thank you for listening. I hope, I hope you got how important, how important when the Spirit of God came on Zechariah and he stood up and said, Repent. Repent. How his daddy had tried to live the life and kept Judah, Judea and Israel straight. Jerusalem straight. So don't be surprised if it looks like Israel's losing this war. They win in the end. But neighbor, I'm going to tell you something. How many, does anybody know how many's been killed? I heard 300, I don't even know. But they're not winning, they're dead. They're not winning. There'll be more killed. They're not winning, they're dead. Why? Because somebody has forsaken God. Sure, brother, get a song.